Now we're rolling the Damage Plan MMA podcast. I'm Jason, as always, my co-host, the voice of MMA in Utah, Mr. Zach Partridge. What up, dog? What up, Holmes? We just had a freaking awesome fighter spotlight interview with Kevin Allred. For those of you that don't know, Kevin Allred is at every steel fist fight, wrapping hands, cornering guys, guys all over the place. The Swiss Army knife. You know, he he might be the most interesting man in MMA in Utah. Like he's the Dosekis guy of Dosekis guy of. Oh yeah, he's the most interesting guy in MMA in Utah. He's got stories for days. Like, I mean, the guy's backstage wrapping guys' hands that have never fought before. He's wrapping Tony, Tony Lopez's Lopez. hands. Who's he's got a hundred freaking fights? Like, freaking pretty crazy, man. That was awesome. That was a really good podcast. I mean, usually we keep those, what, 10, 15 minutes most? That one went yeah. over 30 minutes. And that one went over yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah, I was just like, I just kept, I just kept, I had question after question for him. It was just, it's so interesting in the dynamic. And I'm really, really happy to hear that this isn't just a one-off for him, that he's planning on, you know, getting back in there a few times. Like, you know, not like, I don't think he's like, it didn't sound like he's like trying to like run it hot and like start fighting like three or four times a year. But well, like, you know, just get in there again. I thought it was pretty awesome that he said because he didn't want to just go in there and have his teammates helping him. He wanted to be able to continue to help them even after he's done with him with his fights. He wants to be able to go in there and help them train for for their fights. But you know, it's cool, but for me, it's like I almost like expect that from a veteran like him because he doesn't owe anybody anything, but he's been no. around long enough to know that um and he's done so much for so many people. I don't think anybody would be mad at him or whatever but he's been around long enough to understand the respect part of it that you know that's what you do you know like there are guys that one hit that only show up when they're training when they have a fight but they're never there to help anybody else and guess what those of us that are there just whether we have a fight or not like we we recognize that and we see it and there's like, there's like the gym family and then there's like, and then there's your like the inner circle, right? Like, yeah. I love everybody at one hit. I don't have a problem with anybody at one hit, but then, but like there's people that I know know that, and this isn't like, there's, this is not in any way, shape or form. I'm not thinking of anybody. I'm not trying to call anybody out, whatever. Like it's good. But like, I know who will be there no matter what to help me if I need help. Yeah. You know? And and because they're there for me and that's yeah. the type of guy you want to be. And that's something that I've had to learn in my very short time in, in, in this, but Kevin's a vet. He's been around a long time. He understands and he has the respect. And that's why I think he's so likable. Like yeah. almost everybody likes Kevin is because dude, he just gets it. Yep. He just gets it. Yeah. It was a very, very fun podcast. Um, I got to, uh, Go up to Naga this week up in Mason's Layton. One of those the, guys. Ma- watch the Mason's, Mason's one of those one guys. Of those yeah. guys. Hands down. I uh, got to go watch the grappling tournament this weekend up in Layton, the Naga tournament. It was awesome. Pretty cool experience. So, when are you competing? Probably not. You. <gasps> you. It's not out of the question. Let's just put it. That listen, way. listen. All right. I haven't said this. I and I and I'm saying this with all the love and respect to one of my best friends and my brother. I know you won't fight, but if you don't compete in a grappling competition, it's, it's I'm going to hurt not you. The question. 
Let me just no, get a little not, bit more time no, under my belt. It's not just not out of the question. You're going to do it. I'll, I'll, I'll probably end up doing You're it. Gonna You're going to do probably it. right. You're probably right on that one. My wife. I, I, understand, I understand. Like, I'll tease you, whatever. I understand the not actually fighting. And I get that. But yeah. there's no reason for you to not experience a grappling competition. Oh, I, 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 I could, I could see that. I could see that happening in the next six months to a year. You know, get a little bit more time under my belt, and it was Let's fun do, watching. We'll, we had, we'll pick one and we'll do one together. Dude, my wife wants to do one. I know. Like, we'll do she, it. We'll, let's do it. She's she's all in, man. Um, yeah, it was a great experience. Sierra MMA had a couple couple new couple new guys uh, competing, gals and guys competing that had never done it before. So it was awesome watching them. Um, Cody has this kid that, that trains with him. <laughs> this kid's probably 11, 12 years old. And he, he walks up to me. I, I've never met this kid before in my life. And he says, looks me dead in the eyes and says, my coach is Cody Bunderson. And I'm like, do I, have I met this kid before? So I turned to him and I said, you tell Cody, my name is Pedro and I'm going to leg lock him. Cause Pedro was standing in front of me and he like, looks at me and he looks at Pedro. I said, just go tell Cody that. Pedro's going to leg lock him because <laughs> we all know I'm not going to leg lock him. Yeah. Yeah. We know that. We know that. Yeah, that, that ain't happening. No, no, no. Um, hey, great weekend of fights. If you listen to our podcast on Friday, you would have okay. made some money. So if you were a betting man. So I would like to help people. I would like to help people. If. So I have been tracking my official bets, my official stats for the year of 2022. Yeah. And it's been really good. Not promising Very anybody good. to get rich. Not promising anybody anything. But I think, I think it's time that me and you start helping some people. One, it's enjoyable. Two, teach them how to do it responsibly. Right? True. Not betting True. with money like that we can't like. We're not, we're not it's, doing anything that we can't afford. It's monster money. It's monster yeah. money. Right. We're just trying, we, I'm not trying, I'm not telling people I'm going to get their house paid off, but it is an open invitation. If anybody would like to learn the ways, just message me or message Jason. What was your record this weekend? Six and two. Six and two the last weekend too, right? Four and two. I looked it up. Four and two. And then, but this weekend we had, there were some underdogs. We had a really big underdog in one fight. Uh, Bobby Keane, cash. Bobby Deanna Bennett, cash. Jim we, Miller, we called, cash. We called all of those on the podcast on Friday. We weren't yeah. just, I mean, obviously Deanna, Bobby have roots here in Utah. We love those no, guys. No, no, but no, no, we, no, no, no. we legit, we legit thought both of them had I broke very down. I broke, I broke down why I thought Bobby was going to win. Yes. Right? And it all stemmed from that. I said he's a better striker and he has yep. phenomenal jujitsu ju defense. And that guy is a jujitsu specialist. So you shut down his jujitsu, he's screwed. And that's exactly that happened. Exactly what like, happened. It's exactly what happened. Now, I mean, was it a risk? Sure, it was a, it was a risk. But so there, there's two folds when you talk about picking local fighters. Yeah. One, you could be biased, which yeah. I feel like me and you, we let some, sometimes, but we do pretty good about checking our yep. bias and, and stuff with it too right yep but two sometimes it means you have the inside scoop how many people how many people watch bobby king and uh samson um fight at lfa at the maverick center great we fight. did 
And yep. we all know how good Samson is. And I'm sitting there going, if Samson couldn't catch him, and I watched Bobby do all the right things, and that was a couple of years ago, so I'm only assuming he's gotten better. Yep. And so I'm like, I felt very confident with that. Very confident. I f- we felt confident in Indiana Bennett's fight too. So that was yeah, that was that was coin flip, but still. Well, but I felt confident. I felt Deanna was the better fighter and should have been it because, you know, you know, stylistically, that was a bad fight for Justin Kish. Very bad. Deanna's more experienced, better wrestler, better grappler, and, and Justine is known for not having a strong grappling background. Like obviously, Deanna was going to be able to control her. Deanna looked phenomenal on her feet too. I, I've noticed yeah. she made it. She made a change for this camp. She hired. She hired a dietitian for her fight yeah. camp. And made weight. And made weight. No issues. She's had a little bit of problems with that in the past. So that was awesome to see her. She looked phenomenal. She looked phenomenal on her feet. She looked phenomenal with her takedowns. With her ground, like she was on point. Yeah. So did you watch? Did you watch Bobby's fight? Yeah. So you saw the in between the rounds where the the yeah. the doctor came in and yeah. Yeah. So well, they so, they let it drag on for minutes. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, but that you know, and then we the but the Jim Miller thing again too. It's like dude making his UFC debut against Jim Miller. Good luck. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. That was a great fight though. He actually uh, Moda really actually caught fight. him. He caught him. Caught Jim pretty clean with it with a nice little hook in the first round and kind of oh. kind of buckled a little bit. Yeah, but dude, Jim Miller, like he's gonna keep going. <laughs> It was. I was listening to the commentary because I just I didn't get to watch that fight uh, till just before we got on air. Um, Dominic Cruz is like Jim Miller keeps hitting him with that right hook, and literally thirty seconds later, boop, boom. Right I'm yeah. like, oh. And see, people. Some people crap on Dom. He's right more than he's wrong. He's I love Dom's commentary. I love his commentary. I love the way he breaks down. I I, I like it. Uh, so that one, Jim Miller. Oh, and we hit. We did hit. We easily hit a three-team parlay. Like, didn't even have to sweat it. Um, Who was the first leg of that? I need to go look. I'm going to pull it up. I right can't now. remember who the first, but then it was Parker Porter and then Kyle Dawkins. Then that was just cake. Uh, Dawkins looked really good, too. He's a problem. He's, he is he's a problem. A, that, that dude's a problem. I like I like Dawkins a lot. Um, Jamil Hill, he's a problem. Jamil Hill's a problem too. The guy's got some dynamite in his hands. Nobody's we've we've never really seen Jamil Hill or Johnny Walker get slept slept like that. So I'm sitting there going like, dude, if I'm if I'm Hill, I'm I'm asking for Tiago Santos. What about all the casuals saying that the fight was rigged, that nobody falls like that? I'm like, what? He got rocked. He was I never saw that. I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw a bunch of people on Twitter saying that it was fixed and he didn't really get knocked out. I'm like, uh, did you see that big cut over his eye? Like, that that wasn't fake. Dude, dude. I'm sorry. That's... I'm sorry. This isn't boxing. Yeah. This isn't Hollywood. In that UFC cage, you don't have time to think about faking something. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? It hey. was, uh, yeah. Did you watch Storley and Gracie, the main event for Bellator? I haven't. You said it was great. I got to go back and watch it. it was, I was, I was me, me and Hunter were watching the three-point contest. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, I ended up 
I was watching. Uh, I watched Chad Mendez and I watched uh, Mike Perry. Oh both. my Mike gosh, <sighs> Mendez is terrifying, dude. Okay, and I... he's on all the gas. All the gas. <laughs> all the gas. But, but I would like to point something else out. Okay, Mendez left because he felt like he was done because he got beat by Volkanovski. You know, fast forward a couple years. Now we know Volkanovski's potentially going to go down as a top three featherweight of all time. Yeah. I mean, Volkanovski's, he beat Max twice. Twice, yeah. One and a half, whatever. But the record books are saved twice, you know. Uh, dude, I wonder. So, so Mendez still has three fights left on his UFC contract. I, I noticed Dana that. Yeah. Graciously allowed him to fight bare knuckle boxing. If he goes and wins a couple bare knuckle boxing fights, Dana could go, Hey, Chad, you're done. Come back home. What if Chad builds a whole hype train? This is so unique. But remember, Dana, I'm sure Dana is so sick of all these fighters building their brand in the UFC and then leaving mm. and capitalizing somewhere else, right? Yeah. What if Dana? What if Dana goes? Cool. You know what? Mendez has kind of lost his steam, right? He peaked yeah. when he lost to Connor. That was, that was oh, yeah. kind of the peak of his career, right? What if Mendez regains all of his steam and gets a gets a second uptick in his career, and Dana goes, "Hey, come on back." And Chad goes, ah, "I don't know." He goes, "No, no, no. We're we're gonna pay you. We're gonna we're gonna pay you really well because you're you're a household name now." from bare knuckle boxing, we're going to pay you and we're going to put you, we're going to let you and Michael Chandler fight at 155. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? No, like you're no USADA, you're, no USADA testing. He gets, Just, he, gets the Brock, he gets the Brock Lesnar treatment. He gets the Brock Lesnar treatment. Yeah. <laughs> He's tell, his, tell me, tell me you don't want to see Chad Mendes versus Michael Chandler right now. I would, I would pay all the money for that. Like he looked, his punch, his, he was terrifying, dude. I, I mean, he's so fast. He was throwing he those hooks. Than ever. I, he think he, I think he's one of those guys that was, I think he's one of those guys that was depleting himself too much at 145, and he might be, be better off being a 155er all along. Yeah. Him and Michael Chandler would be really good. That would be a really fun fight. I don't know if he's, the did you, you probably, did, you probably didn't listen to the uh, post fight interview, but he, he kind of hinted that he might be done. He's like, I need to take some time. I've been training because I guess for the last year he's been training for this bare knuckle fight. So he said he needed to take a little bit of time and maybe step back a little bit, spend some time with the family. Well, he's got to go hunt. And he goes, and he, yeah, he's got to go hunting too. Uh, anyways, yeah, that was good. Mike Perry, you, you probably didn't see Mike Perry's fight either with Julian Lane. Yeah, Julian. that fight was bonkers. Dude, another round. Lane might have. Lane might have been able to take him out he started to come on in that fourth and fifth round a little bit i think that mike perry was made for bare knuckle boxing he is just nuts here's the other thing he's and he's got skill he's yeah. not just a brawler no mike Perry. yeah that was fun that was a fun and then you yeah. then after that you turn over and watch storley and, and gracie you get yes, four time Four-time division All-American college wrestler and against 
a legend in the Gracie, Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt. I don't think it went to the ground one time. If it did, it didn't, wasn't there very long. Yeah, I'm going to have to go just, back and watch that. Yeah. Who won? Gracie. Uh, Storley won. Oh, nice. Yeah. He, uh, his stand-up, Gracie's a little slow. Like, he had a nice jab that he because he's so long. But Storley, he, he had a perfect combination. He, he would stand there, and he'd, he'd punch to the body and then come right up top with the left. Straight to the body, straight right to the body, and then right up top with the left. He hit him a hundred times, at least. Even Shree was like, "Is he not going to like pick up his right hand?" Because he just kept getting hitting with the left. <laughs> even Shree noticed. It. I, I was about to say, I love how you always preface it with like even Shree, like even if she life. picks up on it. Why is it everybody else? Well, because she doesn't she pay attention. Half the, she doesn't even pay. She doesn't even pay pay attention half the time. I better watch my mouth because she's been going to jujitsu five days a week, and she probably can tap me out now. You know what? What? Me and you aren't going to have a grappling match at Fierce one day. It's going to be you and Sheree. She'll tap me out, dude. She's 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 getting good. She just texted me and said she got invited to the comp class tonight. Oh, when's your invite to the comp class, Jason? Whenever I decide I commit to it, I guess. I love it. Good for her, man. That's so awesome. Yeah, it, it really is awesome. I'm really happy for her. Um, should we go through and go through these uh, picks from UFC? Sure. Uh, Mario Batista and Jay Perrin. Batista wins a unanimous unanimous decision. I actually did not watch that fight. It was a good fight. Perrin's tough. I think we both were on uh, Batista. Batista on that one. Yeah. UFC, the experience. Same thing with uh, the next fight with Jonathan Pierce, uh, Jonathan Pierce and Christian Rodriguez. Christian Rodriguez was better than I thought he was going to be, though. He gave he gave yep. Pierce a fight. He gave Pierce a fight. Uh, Chad and Helliger against Jesse Strader, and Helliger wins with the counter left, ground to pound. TKO. Yep. So we're three for three. Then we take an L on Gloria DePaula and Diana Belbita. Gloria was just a little bit better. She was just a little bit better. I mean, 29-28. You know, when I see somebody win 29-28, you know what that tells yeah. me? Yeah. They were better that night. They fought ten times. They could, they could, they could go five and five easy. It it was competitive. I I, I felt Gloria won the fight. Here's but the thing, like Gloria DePaula. She trains out of the same camp as Charles Oliveira, so you know she has really good coaches, really good training partners, really good team around her. She was a little bit more comfortable just in bad situ. Like she was a little yeah. bit more comfortable in the fire. Yep. Yep. Uh, next up, we had uh, Chaz Skelly and Mark Strigel. Uh, I think we were both on Chaz Skelly on this one. He got the. He would uh, pick Strigel, actually, like the underdog. We? We thought it was close. Oh, I did. I think I picked Strigel on the underdog. You're right. I did. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Stephanie Egger and Jessica Rose Clark. Jessica had no answer for the judo. She got judo tossed and armbarred in the first round. You know, we we whiffed on that one. We whiffed bad. We whiffed bad on that one. It's yeah. okay. That wasn't one of my yeah, official picks. It happens. Those are one of my official picks. It happens. Uh, David Onami and Gabriel Benitez, those guys were throwing oh, down Pierce. in the first Pierce, round. By the way, Pierce was the first leg of the parlay. Pierce was. Oh, yeah, Pierce. Um, but Onami, that was my pick of the night. And, dude, he even got rocked. Oh, he, yeah, he almost got finished. Benitez was tagging him. That dude, was a Onami, fun, that was a He's run. a problem. I think he's a problem. I really do. That's a big win, man. You get a guy that's 
he's nine and one now. And he beats just beats a guy that's 22 and 10. He beat a guy that's got a ton of experience. You know what I'm mad? You know what I'm really mad at? What? I didn't even realize James Cross is in his corner. If I would have known that, I would have doubled my bet on him. There you go. I would have doubled uh, down. Your Quinn Buckley and Abdul Razak Al Hassan split decision on that one. Yeah. I actually did not watch that fight. Well, remember how we went back and forth? Like you went, I think you picked Alison and I went Buckley yeah. and Alison and like went back and forth. I don't even remember which one I officially picked, but a split decision. I think we were we were nailed on it. That was a really really close fight. It was really close. It was good. And then he had the Detroit dork on in his corner. <laughs> in his corner. You know what? I will never cheer for Joaquin Buckley. One because James oh, Krause doesn't like him, and two because he had that guy in his corner. I feel like kind of making a mockery of MMA. Yeah, you know if James Cross doesn't like you, you did something wrong. Yeah. Uh, next up, we just talked about the Jim Miller fight against Nicholas Moda. We were both on all over Jim Miller in that one. Too much experience. I love Jim Miller. I think it's great. He's Him, so Clay Guida, awesome. those guys. So freaking awesome. It's not like, dude, in like, dude, Orlovsky, it's not like, it's not like Diego Sanchez where it's like, yeah, it's still fun to have these guys around, but like, I kind of wish they would retire. He's still winning. He's still winning and looking good doing it. He's still winning and he looks good. Like he's on a two, he's on a two fight win streak. Legend, tied Donald Cerrone for most wins in, in the UFC octagon. I love it. I love it. I love it. Legend. A ten Miller. Legend. Uh, next up, we had Parker Porter and Alan Badout. I don't really care about that. We picked Badout Parker Porter. Sucks. Yeah. I say that with all the respect in the world, knowing he could knock me out. I'm just an amateur fighter. It's better than me, and I get that. But there are guys. Tony Lopez would beat that bad down guy. I fully believe that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I 1,000% uh -huh. believe that. A guy that we just watched main event, Steel Fist, could beat that guy in that UFC roster. I, I believe that's just, that's just props to Tony Lopez, but that guy, that guy does not belong in the UFC. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, props to Jamie Pickett for stepping up on short notice, but Kyle Dawkins is a beast, man. Gets Darce choked with one second left in the round. Just hang oh, do you out. Think he, do you think he knew? He couldn't have known. I think he knew. I think, dude, Darces are weird, right? So yeah. if anybody doesn't know, so let me let me break down a little bit of this. And if there's somebody that's more educated than me on this, and I'm wrong, sorry, but as I understand it, and I'm pretty sure I'm right on this, a couple ways to choke somebody, right? Yeah, yeah. You have your two carotid arteries right here. You cut off the blood flow from your carotid arteries. When you have a good solid blood choke, which a Darce can do, which I believe Doc has had the correct angle on it to do it, cutting off that, what happens is, is you have your peripheral vision, right? And that window slowly starts to close until you yeah. pass out. I don't think the window is closed yet because he tapped and then he just sat up like he was fine. Usually when that window is closing, you kind of lay there for a second. Need to like the you kind of need to like regain. Why are you tapping one second? Like, I can't tell you how many times. Like, if I hear, dude, I'm not tapping to anything. You're like, you just go out. Just go. Yeah, out. I'll go out, wake back up, and walk to my corner. Or give a thumbs up. That doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't always work. Don't give the thumbs up. <laughs> But you know what I mean? I mean like, how are you going to go out to a Darce show like that? I guess with the Darce, like if the angle's right too, your ear could be covered and you might, maybe you didn't hear the clapper or whatever, but it's like, yeah. You could have held on so, for one second. He, it didn't Dawkins matter. It would have just happened the next round anyways. 
so Dawkins was supposed to fight um, Julian Marquez. I, I kind of don't even want to see that fight. I, I I don't hate it. Marquez is tough and durable, and so yeah. I think Dawkins is better, but Marquez brings interesting issues to the table. I'm a fan of Julian Marquez, though. I think he's hilarious. He is hilarious. Who who did did he ask? Was it Miley Cyrus that he asked out? Who did he ask out? To be his Valentine. Yeah, yeah, to be his Valentine. And then we already talked about Hill versus Walker. Um, I'm glad I stuck with my pick on Hill because I was thinking about Walker, but I, dude, he's everybody's dogging on uh, Kavanaugh as the coach. (laughs) Why? They're they're saying he's like the worst coach in MMA history and. It's uh, all over. No, Twitter. no. The worst coach in MMA history is Edmund Ronda Rousey's old coach. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was bad. He was the worst. That don't even get, get me out of here. And dude, how can you say that he's the worst when he's coached guys like Connor and well, uh, and stuff? They, like were, that? He's not the they were saying, yeah, they were saying because he coached Connor. If Connor would have been somewhere else, that means he would have been just like freaking the goat. If he would have been somewhere else, wrong. Completely wrong. I actually believe part of Connor's problems is Connor was like bringing in his boxing coach and stuff like that and didn't stick with Kavanaugh. Yeah, true. So where does uh, where does Hill go from here? What's what's next for Hill then? Because he's got to drop. He's got to be. You like Santos better than Ozdemir? Ozdemir would be a good one. Ozdemir's been they they've been going back and forth on social media because Hill knocks Ozdemir out. I think so too. Sign me up with that fight, and that is a, I an educational piece. But that is a that is a one and a half to two unit play for me. Hill knocks Ozdemir out. Yeah, I think I want to say he's uh, Reyes. Reyes would be a good fight too. Yeah, Hill's gonna because he's gonna jump in the top ten now. He was twelve in that one. Walk Hill. Walker was ten. Hill was twelve. So he'll he'll jump, jump up into in. the top ten. Yeah, he'll what be do you in the top think? 10. What do you think about time two of Asa moving all the way up to three? I think it's freaking awesome. I mean, it, that's the right move for him. I think he moved up eight spots. Wow. What? He moved up eight spots. I didn't realize that. The moves him and Rosenstruck. You think so? Yeah, that's what I want to see. Is Bam Bam and Rosenstruck take Blades and Gain? Francis is going to be out. Blades is fighting who? Blades is already fighting Blades, somebody. Gain. It should be Blades and Gain. I don't think they've no, announced Blades is it, fighting but... somebody. Like it's announced. It's done. Who's he oh, fighting? Um, let me check. I didn't know. Not the internet. Razor Blades. Let's see if they announced it. Chris Dawkins. Oh, he's fighting Dawkins yeah. next. Yeah. Why would he fight Dawkins? Because it's an easy win for him. I don't know if I like that fight. Well, too bad. Oh, well. You're not Sean Shelby. I'm not Sean Shelby, so yeah. It was a fun weekend of fights, man. We got another big weekend this weekend, too. We I don't got, say uh... this often. I had a fun weekend of bare knuckle boxing. I had a fun weekend with Bellator. And UFC was third on my list for the weekend. It was great. It was a great weekend of think, fights. UFC doesn't lose the weekend that often. They do not lose the weekend that often. They uh, 
this next weekend's pretty good. You got Bobby Green stepping up on short notice against Makachev. Um, what do you think about uh, Michael Bisping saying that Bobby Green has a legit chance because his striking is a lot better than Islam's? It is. He's not wrong. Bisping's not wrong. Bobby Green's standing is quite a bit better than Islam's. But the problem is, is I don't think Bobby Green can stop it from going to the ground. <laughs> you know, I was on the, um, I was on the hype train. Oh, see, my my mic my mic was echoing. Um, yeah. I can't hear it. I was on the the Bobby Green underdog thing, and then I watched his last fight, even though he won, and I'm just like, I, I don't see it, dog. You know what they they do? The one that the other thing that was really interesting. I've heard that Bobby Green's wrestling is really really good. He just doesn't use it, and I'm just like, like that's what we heard with Justin Gaethje too. You know, I, yeah, exactly. That he's per, he's perfect. I just like, there, there's levels to this game, and I just don't think Bobby Green is on Makachal's level. No disrespect. I think it's great. I think it's a great story. It's obviously going to get hype because of what he just did. He's coming off of huge win. Could he catch him? Sure. Am I going to bet it? No. I, I must just, put a quarter of a unit on it. I, Plus five hundred. Plus 500? Maybe it's just a little recency bias of watching it, and I just wasn't that impressed with his stand-up in that last fight. It was good. It was good, don't get me wrong, but there was a lot of holes in there, and he was getting touched a lot, too. He was getting touched back, too. Not really. He rolled with the punches. His boxing is pretty good. He rolls with the punches well. He doesn't eat clean shots. But he wasn't in there with Islam. But he that's no, <laughs> no. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, his striking is better. His striking is better than Islam's. Islam's striking is better. What if he beats Islam this week? Does that that's just throw a wrench into everything? Here, talk about that for a sec. Where does the where does the where does the lightweight division go if Bobby Green, who is not even in the top fifteen, pulls off the upset? Speaking of that, I saw somebody tweet on this. You know that this fight was offered to probably pretty much everybody in that top 10. And nobody else wanted to take that fight on short notice. Nobody wanted that smoke. But Bobby Green steps up on short notice, just having fought a couple weeks ago and says, you know what? I'll fight the guy. I'm cheering for him. I really am. I really do think I, I, I'm cheering for him. I just, I don't think it's going to happen. But what does that show you for all those guys in that top five? You don't think Michael Chandler got the call? Uh, Darush is obviously out because that's who he was supposed to fight. Dan Hooker's down to 145. Gregor Gillespie. I, I guarantee you there was people in that top 15 that were offered that fight. And they didn't and they didn't want it. But Bobby Green takes it. And it's a catch I was just talking 60, right? Yeah, because Bobby didn't want to have to cut weight again. But I was just talking about, you know that fight was offered to other guys in that top 15 and nobody you said yes. What, you know who I'm surprised they didn't take it? Chandler? Tony Ferguson. Ferguson would have been a good one. Yeah. Why didn't Ferguson take that one? He's Dude, the one Ferguson... that's always calling for it. And he, he well, to, to be fair, I know he, he has said Did... he wants it in the contract that if he beats Islam, that, that Khabib, Khabib will come out of retirement to fight. 
Yeah, but you got a huge opportunity here because if you beat Islam now, you're you're in line, right? You're you're the you're the guy. You beat Islam. If Bobby Green beats Islam. He's probably one fight away from a title fight. How can you not? Like How can it's you probably not? like him and like Michael Chandler. Well, aren't they trying to make Chandler and Ferguson? Yeah. And then we got Dos Anjos and uh, Fazeev coming up. Whew, that's going to be a good one. That's going to be that's going to be a damn good fight, dude. I feel like everybody's on Fazeev, and I feel like it's one of those ones where it's like Dos Anjos might. Re- I can't tell if it's one of those where Dos Anjos reminds everybody like, "Hey, dude. I'm the problem," or if it's like that's like the fight where oh. we're like, "Oh, and Dos Anjos is done." Dude, I odds on this fight. I'm going to try to see if bets uh, best fight odds has it up yet. But it's got me thinking th- to, to maybe throw in a little sprinkle in a little bit on Dos Anjos. Dude, Fazeev is a two and a half to one favorite. How can you no. how can you bet how can you not take Dos Anjos at plus two two hundred? Fazeev he hasn't fought in what a year? Yeah. Over a year. His last fight was I Paul mean, Felder, who's retired now. Fazeev has looked good, but his fights he's been in have been competitive. Close. Yeah, they've close been close. Fight. He's he's won close decisions. And hasn't fought anybody on RDA's level. You're going to give me RDA at plus 200? I, I think I got to take it. It's that. not official yet, but I'm like, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I really am. I like Fazeev, though. I do like him. And how do you well, – Jorge Masvidal at plus 290. Dude, he has a shot. So, okay, I did want to touch on this. Touch on it. Has Colby has he officially just crossed every line? Did you He's see his interview? Every... Did you see his I interview didn't... where he called out Dustin Poirier and said, "Bring your wife," and he said her by name and bring that prop of a child and called. called... I did see that. Dude, that's, that's too far for me. It's like too Mike far. Perry. If you listen to Mike Perry at the end when Julian Lane came up, he's like, "Dude, you crossed the line. You brought my family into this." Should have said that. Yeah, shouldn't have said that, dog. I'm like, okay. Like they were talking after they. I think they had a drink together after, but right after the fight, it's like. I, I don't I, like to see that. I think family's like off limits. And you know what I don't like about Kobe too? With saying yeah. that, what I really don't like. Remember Connor talked about Khabib's dad? Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't like it, but at least he had to get in the cage with Khabib. Yeah. I, you heard I, agree, I agree with Chelsea Sonnen. Chelsea Sonnen said it, I think he said it best. You, you could say whatever you want. Because you're getting you're you're agreeing to lock yourself in a cage with that man. Yeah. And nothing's off limits. And Chell made a career off that. Like Chell crossed a lot of lines. Brought up Tito Ortiz's ex porn star wife. That was awesome. Oh, Ooh, that you was know, good. I, and he, then he laughs at himself. He goes, That was a nasty line, you know. That I was... mean, you know, Chell, Chell would cross those lines, but he also crossed them with people he knew he was stepping in the cage with. Yeah. So it's a little of a gray area for me. I don't I don't like families being brought into it. But for Colby to say that with somebody that's not even in his weight class, it's like I don't like the I Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. And you know what? Dude, I hate it Jorge's... because I think he wins. But I'm cheering. I'm gonna be cheering for Horry. I love Horry. A... Like Jorge's you know a lot. he's a live dog. The only thing that worries me about Jorge is 
is the success getting to him a little bit? You know what I mean? Like he's he's been a big name now for the last year and a half. He's always going to be a dog. Jorge's always going to be a dog. Doesn't matter. He's always going to be a dog. I I hope you're right. He's not. He's not Connor. Money didn't change him. What what advantages going into that fight are you giving Colby? Gas tank, wrestling. That's it. Jorge beats him everywhere else, right? Jorge pieces him up on the feet, right? He doesn't want to stand with Jorge, does he? No. I don't think he's going to get Jorge down that easy either. Maybe later. Maybe as the fight goes on. But early on, I I don't think he's going to be able to get it down. Here's what's dangerous for Colby. Here's what's dangerous for Colby. Is he's a volume striker, right? Yeah. He touches you with 40 to 60% and just beats you up like that. Yeah, right? he could just put it. He can do that and just put an insane pace on you. One, yeah. two. We know he has a he has a heck of a chin, right? We watched it with Usman. Oh yeah, he, he has a chin. But two, there's going to be a fight where that chin goes because Usman hit him hard a few times. Yeah, Jorge's violent, very violent, and. I think Colby's easiest path to victory is I'm bre- is mentally like breaking it down is making Jorge worry about the takedown early to try and get him to not throw those body kicks. I, I was yeah the book the kicks yep because yep. Jorge's one two and body kicks are they're they're game changers. I mean he yeah. he basically killed Nate Diaz with with that. So who, but who, for a live dog, I mean, here, here's one thing that's really interesting. Yeah. When you train credit to Chell Simon pointing this out. And so I'm just reiterating that this isn't my brilliant. This is chill. Yeah. When you train, they, they were training partners, right? Yep. We all know, or we don't know. We're just outside looking in, uh, wondering how those training sessions went. They know how those training sessions went. They know how the wrestling exchanges went. They know how the striking exchanges went, right? Yep. Yep. One of them lost more than the other, right? Yep. So who lost those rounds and has convinced themselves of why they can beat the other? We're going to find out. I believe so. This is, and this is, and Chell brought this out, and I and I agree with this. When you wrestle, you can wrestle live and hard, mm-hmm. but when you spar, you are not sparring true. to knock out your training partner. True, very true. I think Colby thinks that he has a big advantage, and I think Jorge goes, "Well, yeah, he might have beat me in the in in wrestling and sparring, but when, yeah. But when we sparred, it's not like I was ever trying to put his lights out. Yeah, Look, I could put his lights out. He but I never tried. And, and I, if you're Jorge, you're, you're sitting there going, I'm like, wait till I kick it up a couple gears and I'm trying to put your lights out. Then we'll see how you do it on the feet. You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I think. I think Jorge probably out-wrestled him or Colby out-wrestled Jorge. And then it was pretty close on the feet, but Jorge never kicked it into top gear to put him out. Yeah. There was one thing that I noticed. I just rewatched um, Usman Covington too. There was one thing that I noticed about Colby is I think he's playing this little bad guy role. And then when he gets in there, 
I don't think he's expecting these guys to take him the things he say as serious as 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 they are. Because I mean, obviously, the Connor, he's, the Connor he's, effect on Khabib. He's crossing the line, or just even with Usman, some of this said because after the fight, he's like, "Hey, man, I'm just saying it to pump up, you know, pump up the buys and all this stuff." And it's like, dude, he was almost fighting a little lackadaisical the first two rounds of that Usman fight, and then it was like he started to kind of turn it on. It was like he was just kind of like, ha, ha, ha. Usman would touch him and he'd laugh. And it's like, you, you shouldn't be laughing right now because you just got you just got jabbed in the face really hard. You know what I mean? It's like it, almost like it, it it woke him up a little bit. Like he was just kind of like it was just like a light sparring match almost. It, it was just weird. I just I noticed he turned the corner around the about halfway Jorge, through the third round. But Jorge is cut from the same cloth, cloth as Khabib. Oh, yeah. No, no 100%. It's, it's all personal. It's, There's yeah, no... There's no just building up fights to build up fights. It's all yeah. personal. Yeah, it's personal and, with him. And then there is the theory out there, and I've seen it floated around, that Colby and Jorge planned this years ago to fight you each know, other for a giant payday. You know what's funny? I kind of thought, I, I don't know if I texted you that or if I was thinking about it the other night. I'm like, what if they're kind of setting this up that they really are just kind of – you know, Kobe leaving ATT. Maybe they are. They're main but, event, right? Are they main event? Oh, yeah. And this should be for the BMF title. Why is it not? Why doesn't Jorge Masvidal have to defend his BMF title? This should 100% be for the BMF title. So should the Bobby Green fight. Give Bobby Green yeah. the BMF belt at that weight yeah, class. You got to go up and fight Jorge for it. I would watch that fight, Jorge and Bobby Green. That would be a good fight. Dude, that 272 is freaking stacked. I hope this card stays together like it is because it is freaking stacked. Oh, there's some good fights on there. Yeah, I'm real curious to see how this all plays out. Kobe isn't a gangster. Kobe no, isn't Kobe's... a gangster. But guess what? Jorge Masvidal is. Like, Jorge Masvidal is a legit, from the streets, Cuban in his blood. Like, yeah. This, this isn't a game, dude. You cross line. No. And it's, yeah. dude, it's like Dustin Poirier. Have you seen the rumors around that Dustin Poirier? I've seen the, the, the same things, like the rumors that Dustin Poirier isn't really a good guy. He just uses his charity as a, and it's a way to launder money and, and nah, this and that. Know. And he's just a lot more hood. Well, but no, but look, Justin Poirier even said, I promise me and Colby will never fight in a UFC octagon. Yeah. And he goes, we will fight in a street. We will both end up in jail. And he's dead serious. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's dead serious. I kind of, I kind of think Covington loses. He may get he may get his he may get his walking papers. No way. He's too big of a star. You think he's the bigger star on the on this main event than Jorge is? No, no, he no, he's he's not the A side. Jorge Masvidal's the A side every single time, except if he fought Conor McGregor. He just doesn't do it for me. I don't Kobe? know why. Maybe it's yeah, I just because you fight know, him because, because fighting because, wise. because oh see, I love watching Colby fight. I do too. No, I'm saying fighting wise, I I I enjoy. I enjoy watching fight. I just don't like all the. No, I get what he's trying to do. 
it's because he's broken kayfabe a few times and 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 and, and we know we know and we yeah that's true we, i mean we, yeah. we know it's a front dude there's a dude you here here's where colby killed it right like vince mcmahon is the master of this you yeah. never break kayfabe i mean freaking the undertaker would keep his mystique as he was going through the airport oh did you see him and brock lesnar would brock fought that fight at the thing when they when he walked past him after Brock Lesnar won the fight, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? <laughs> like, yeah, dude, you never break face. And now we've kind of gotten into this world where WWE's broken face, guys have broken face a little bit and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's kind of killed the allure of it for a lot of us that grew up watching it, right? Yeah. Colby screwed the pooch big time when he when he broke face and gave his respect to Usman after that fight. I think it was a great, I think it was a, I think sportsman wise and for the sport, like it was good and that was cool and all. He screwed the pooch. But that was the one thing. He did it publicly in front of everybody because he did that calculated. You want to know why? Because he's, I think it's getting, he's getting tired of being the hate, being the bad guy that everybody hates. But Connor did that too. He would talk all this. He didn't cross the lines that Kobe's crossing. Well, he did with he Khabib, did. but he but always Connor gave his always, but always Connor respectful was after always respectful in defeat or yes, loss. yes. And but but what did Connor do? He screwed the pooch because after he broke his leg, he was still the villain and he wasn't, and he lost a lot of supporters when he did that. He lost a ton. That's, that's the thing. That's the key. When you're playing that character, you, you've got, you've got to live or die by it. Because as soon as you, as soon as you let people go, because there was always this mystique. Is Colby really that guy? Is he this? Is he that? Like what? Like, cause for Connor, it was, he's being himself. He's just being a louder version of himself, but he's yeah, being himself. Yeah. So there was an authenticity feel to it and stuff like that. Yeah. And whatever. He was trying too hard. When he broke his leg and he said, this isn't over, he was just trying too hard. He was trying too hard, yeah. Right? With Colby, it was like, dude, everybody like kind of thought, and there was rumors like, yeah, he's not that guy, he's not that guy. But he never showed yeah. it. When he showed it in the UFC octagon, screwed the pooch. Screwed the pooch. Well. Corey Masvidal, second round knockout. We will be back on Friday for the breakdown of the USC fights. And, hey, let's get some more fighter spotlight going. Yeah, March 19th card. We got March 19th. We got lots of guys. Maybe, maybe we can get Cole Faust Let's on. get Cole on, back on. Maybe, can maybe he punch you in the stomach again? Will, will he punch you again? No. Isaiah Diggs? That's gonna be t- hey, I was watching that. Um, I watched some highlights, not highlights. I watched some of Isaiah Diggs' fights on there. It's going to be a good fight, man. That's a that's a high-level amateur, two of the best guys in the in the the on the West in the Coast. Country. In, the country. in the country. Are they in the country or is it the West? Is it in the country? Ranked in the West, but in the country. That's yeah, same thing. Anyways, yeah, top five guys. It's pretty impressive. It's going to be a great fight. Their main event, uh, right? Yeah, that's the main event. That's the show. I saw uh, Nino's on that card against Montel Williams, the happy sign guy. Dude, that's that a, a good, great, fight. good fight. It's a great fight. Montel Williams is no joke. We were supposed to get him on the podcast one time and something happened. I think the fights fell through or something that he was supposed to be on. Mountain Force, not surprised. The happy sign guy. He's out, He holds signs out in the 
into traffic, like telling oh, people God. to smile and stuff. Yeah, I follow him on Instagram. <laughs> Jordan Marshall's back on that card. No, he's in May. Oh, is oh yeah, that's right. May. Sorry, May, 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 May. I don't know why I thought March. Anyways, uh, all right, we'll be dropping a card here in the next couple weeks. Oh, and that one's fire too. Oh man, that one's gonna be good too. I've outdone myself. If I do say so myself. All right. We will see you guys on Friday. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe, share it away, baby. We out.